Prostitution? Who the fuck is going to tell somebody that they were actually hocking their hole, you know, to get some money so they could go and get a hit so they could get fried? At that stage, I had no one to impress. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nix. Today's episode, I thought that we would have a little chit-chat around the topic of not allowing others' opinions to dictate your fucking life, because that's pretty much what happens when we allow for people's negative input and fucking white noise to penetrate our armour. It starts making us not do the things that make us happy, and it starts fucking with our lives. So... I thought it was important that we have a little chit-chat about this. There's a lot of people, a lot of you guys that are probably listening, that already practice this every day, and fucking chin-chin ladies and men, if you are at that stage of your life where you don't allow for people's opinions to affect you. But there are also a lot of people who are not at that stage just yet, who need this little oomph and this little to get you over the line so you can start fucking enjoying your life. Yeah, so we'll just dive straight into it. And I think probably one of the first things that we need to identify is where does this fucking conditioning begin? This is not a clinical perspective. I am not Dr. Nix Adams, psychologist of the fucking year. I'm just Nix Adams, who's lived enough lives for fucking 20 cats. I've been here, I've done that, and I'm just merely sharing lived experiences and just knowledge that I've picked up along my journey. So from my perspective, where it begins with the conditioning of taking on board what others think about us, it starts with our fucking parents. I don't know why I swore at that because, you know, I didn't need to. But it starts with our parents. We start to do things that make our parents happy. And they start to let us know by either punishing us, and I'll just throw in there the punishments these days, way different to the punishments I experienced as a child. But anyway, that's a whole nother podcast, um, and we might get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> They are the ones that teach us right from wrong. If we do something right, obviously we're praised. Oh my God, little Timmy, you're so amazing. You wiped your own bum bum or something of that nature. (laughs) And if we do something wrong, God, you ran across the road, get over here. We know straight away, okay, never to do that again. So I feel as though that's initially our first taste of conditioning on you know, really taking on board what our parents think because at the end of the day, we just want to make them happy. And so we start to do things that we know are going to get a positive response out of our parents. And we try to avoid some of us pretty much fucking up because we don't want to be punished and we don't want to get a growling. From there, I feel as though we move into, you know, going to school And now not only are we wary of our parents and their boundaries and, and, you know, the, the lessons they've taught us of right and wrong, but now we expand with our teachers. 
So now we have added information to our brain around what is acceptable and not acceptable in the classroom. So now we not only are trying to keep mum and dad happy, but now we're trying to fucking keep our teachers happy. And we're taking on board what makes them happy, what gets a good response out of them, what makes our teachers smile. And we're trying to stay away from what fucks them off because we don't want to go and sit in the fucking corner and watch all the other kids having fun. So that's where it starts. Then as we get a little bit older, we start making friends. We've, we've got these awesome friendships at school and maybe, uh, if you're anything like me, relationships <laughs> at a very young age. But all of these experiences are introducing us to these new emotions and these new feelings. And what we're finding is that if we just do what little Sally thinks is cool, she gives us off this really awesome feeling. And actually, I kind of like the feeling that I'm getting from Sally because this feeling is nice and warm. It's friendship. I'm feeling accepted. I'm feeling worthy of this Sally's friendship. I'm going to keep doing what she likes, you know. I'm going to keep doing. If she doesn't like me doing something, I'm not going to do it because I want to remain her friend. And I want to keep feeling this lovely warmth of energy um, that I'm getting from Sally. And so that's where it, it kind of is all starting, where we're starting to have this taste of the sweet nectar of feeling accepted. And we're starting to eat the fruits of feeling worthy and it's fucking tasting amazing. So now we have a hunger for it. Eight out of ten times these feelings that are making us feel warm and fuzzy and fucking feel good, they're actually coming from other people. These feelings of validation and recognition and glorification, they're coming from other people and external fucking, you know, external opinions about us, but we're chasing it because it feels so fucking good. Now, because we're so hungry for this lovely feeling that we're getting from all these people, from our parents, from our teachers, from our friends, from our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our aunties, our uncles, and we're, we're doing things that are pretty much people-pleasing, things that make them happy, that get a positive response in return, sometimes we can be that fucking hungry for it that we actually start to do things that we don't want to do. We start to do things that actually go against our morals and our fucking values just because we're on the hunt for that feel-good response from external people. The result of this can sometimes be that we feel end up feeling bad, we end up feeling sad and sometimes depressed. Anyway, this was me for the first 31 years of my life. I feel as though I was such a fucking people pleaser. I have said it in past podcasts that from the age of 14 to the age of 27, I had a man in my life. I was constantly in a fucking relationship. And the reason that I was was because I needed that validation and recognition and acknowledgement from an external fucking person because I didn't know how to give that validation to my fucking self. 
And because of that, I, I totally forgot who the fuck I am. I started doing things that they wanted me to do, wearing things that they wanted me to wear, you know, and I just was doing that so that I could, I don't know, I don't even know if it was so I could feel good. But if I didn't get that from them, if I didn't get validation or acknowledgement, I would actually feel like absolute fucking shit. So my life changed four years ago. I'm 31 years old. I've also spoken about this, but I, I ended up in jail. I've come out of jail and I've, I feel as though I found Facebook for the very first time. I'd been on Facebook prior, but not like this. So at this time in my life, I actually had no friends. I had nobody in the physical. I had pretty much fucked up my relationship with my family, my two brothers, um, my sister-in-laws, my, my parents. So I really had fucking nobody. And that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, you know, because I moved or shifted into this space where actually I had no one to impress. I had nobody to, I had nothing to lose because I'd lost it all. So when I came onto Facebook and social media, I came on with this mentality that, uh, you know, I've just literally come from fucking rock bottom and when I was down in rock bottom and I was sitting there shivering my fucking bones, cold, crying, you know, I didn't know whether where to go. I didn't know, you know, fucking if anyone loved me, if anyone gave a fuck about me. Well, actually, nobody was there. No one was there to fucking pick me up. No one was there to put their hand out to me. No one was there to dust off my the dirt from my knees. No one was there to wipe the tears from my fucking eyes. And I just thought, all I have is me. So I'm just going to fucking do me. So I feel as though before I exploded onto the scene of social media, there wasn't really, and correct me if I'm wrong, or forever hold your peace, there wasn't really anyone that was talking to the extent of what they had experienced in their lives. And I feel as though the reasons is because it's actually really embarrassing. And a lot of people were afraid of the judgment that was going to come. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me let me tell you. When I exploded onto the scene and I shared my story uh, with the world on Facebook, it started with my son passing away. It then moved on to I couldn't handle the trauma. So then I turned to methamphetamine, ecstasy, any fucking drug that I could get my hands on. That led to prostitution because I needed money to get the drugs that I needed to help me with the trauma of my son passing away. It also led to fraud it led to the loss of my marriage. It led to the neglect and loss of my children and ultimately led to jail. So when I came out and I fucking told everybody that, you could imagine the world's response. There hadn't really been somebody that fucking was so openly sharing 
some of what a lot of people would think is a very ex- uh, embarrassing experience. Prostitution. Who the fuck is going to tell somebody that they were actually hocking their hole, you know, to get some money so they could go and get a hit so they could get fried? At that stage, I had no one to impress. And the reason, because there definitely was a reason why I put myself out there, I was in Australia at the time and my children's father was in New Zealand with my children. There had been a lot of times that I had tried to make contact, but he didn't want me to contact the children because I had, with the drugs and all of this, I had totally become this person that he didn't want the children to witness. And fair enough, I can stand here today and say, fuck, good job, you know. But at the time, I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's fucking doing this to me. Me, 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 me. That's That was my mentality. Anyways, after I get out of jail and I've made this commitment to myself that I'm going to get my fucking shit together, I thought, do I ring him? You know, I've rung him so many times and I've told him I'm getting sober and I've literally fucking bullshitted to him. And I thought, actually, my words, they're not enough anymore. I don't think they're enough anymore. I tried to contact him and he had blocked me from everything. And I thought, oh, my God, there's no way that I can really, you know, show him that I actually mean it this time. And then I found Facebook. And I started doing these videos and, and, you know, putting my story out there and and stuff like that because I was thinking, fucking hell, if somebody in New Zealand just shares even one, if one of my videos, if I literally saturate Facebook with my fucking presence, so to speak, surely someone in New Zealand is going to recognize me and say to the children's father, is this, is this your fucking wife? <laughs> is this those kids' mother? Gosh, she looks fucked up. Honestly, I only said that because I did. I totally looked fucked up at that stage. Oh, my God. I looked like a male-looking female. I My head was shaved. I had fucking missing teeth. My jaw was still going to town like I had just puffed on a fucking pipe 10 minutes ago. I was just looking a wreck. But anyway, I didn't give a fuck about that. I thought to myself, someone in New Zealand's got to recognize me and they've got to fucking, you know, show him that, holy shit out, she's actually serious. She's actually going to court and she's actually fucking fighting to get home to New Zealand to see those kids. And so that became my purpose. That became my reason why I was sharing my journey with the world. I now had a plan and that plan, I paid a price for that plan, Fano, because when I put my story out there, I was absolutely fucking bombarded with judgment. Oh, Lord. And I feel as though, again, it was because nobody had seen somebody like that just being so fucking vulnerable. And a lot of people as well, they didn't have the faith. They didn't have faith in a drug addict making a fucking comeback. And so that's what I started doing. Every fucking day, I put up a video. Whether that video was me walking to my job, going to my court case, 
going to drug and alcohol counselling. I didn't give a fuck what it was. Standing in the kitchen, cooking a hangi, going over and dumpster diving, because I'm just the queen at that. I didn't care what I was doing as long as I was putting myself out there for somebody in New Zealand to fucking show the children's father my video to prove, because my words were no longer worthy, to prove with my actions that I was staying away from drugs and I was trying to stay sober and I was trying to get my fucking ass home so I could see my children. In a way, I kind of don't blame the world. I mean, that was pretty outrageous. (laughs) There was a lot of, there was mixed emotions. There were people that were watching like, God, is this man for real? (laughs) Is this fucking dude for real? I mean, are these children, do these children actually exist? Does this husband actually exist? Are they really in New Zealand? Does anyone actually know if the man and the kids that she's talking about, if they actually exist? Or do they? has this just come about because she's so cooked, she thinks she actually has children and she thinks that she has been married before? So there was a lot of those people that were like, man, i got to fucking hang around and i got to see if this bitch gets back to New Zealand. I've got to see what these kids look like. I've got to, I've got to see where this journey progresses to. And honestly, thank you guys. Thank you because a lot of you are still by my side today and I fucking love your support. I love you. Thank you very much. But then... There was also a lot of people that were private messaging me. They were putting, and these private messages were fucking going and go and top yourself. Um, they were also doing public messages on my videos that were, you're a fucking druggie. Once a druggie, always a druggie. You're nothing but a dirty prostitute. You don't deserve to see your children. You neglected your children. You chose drugs over your children. You know, your your kids and your husband are fucking better off without you. And I would read these comments that were on my videos, and the video could have been just me walking to the subway saying, good morning, everybody, I'm just on my way to my job. And these these were the types of negative messages that I was receiving. And I would look at these messages and I would think, Nicola, what are you doing? Can you handle this? I mean, all these people have got absolutely no faith in you. They don't believe that you can stay sober. They don't believe that you deserve another chance at being a mum. What are you going to do, Nicola? Are you going to give up? And I thought to myself, well, actually, you know what? Out of all of those opinions, not one of them came from the mouth of my children's father and not one of them came from the mouths of my two children, my three children. And that was enough for me. I thought the day that I fucking see a negative comment saying you can't do it, the day I see that comment come from the mouth of my fucking why, of my children, is the day I'll give up. Until then, fuck all of y'all. And that's how that's the mentality that I had to adopt 
And I just kept doing it. I thought, fuck you. You can have your negative opinions of me. I'm not doing it for you. Then I started getting real angry. Not angry, but hungry. I started getting real hungry and I started saturating Facebook and I was like, yeah, you don't like me. Shit, I might go from doing one video to five a day. Um, and the, <laughs> this is the mentality. The negativity was actually driving me. It was fucking driving me. And I tell you what, three months in, I got a message, not from my children's father, but from my children's from my children's grandmother so the father's mother she messaged me and she said and you know I was still in Australia at this time and she messaged me and she said hey Nix I just wanted to message you to let you know that we're watching every single video that you're putting out and we're all cheering for you we're so proud of you and we just want to let you know that the children are here waiting for you to come back to New Zealand so that you can see them. And I thought, oh my God, had I once allowed for one of those comments from these fucking people that were watching my videos, if I had have allowed for one of those comments to stop me dead in my fucking tracks... I would never have carried on pushing and pushing and sticking to my fucking plan and I would never ever have gotten a response like that. So what I really want to put out there with you guys today is have a vision, keep the thought of those that matter the absolute fucking most at the forefront of your mind always. Remind yourself that not everyone is going to agree with what you plan, with what you do, but let me tell you something, there'd be the first fucking people there to watch you fall. So don't take their opinions and negative fucking, uh, you know, outlooks on life on board. You don't need that. Fuel your tank with the love and support of those that truly fucking matter in life. For me, that is my partner, that is my children, and let me tell you something. Four years later, I have been going strong. I have been going strong. I still get negativity to this day, but do I fucking stop? No, I don't. I carried on that much that now I have full custody of those children. Now, where are the fucking people that said way back then that I didn't even deserve them, that I didn't, those, I should just stay the fuck away because I'm a dirty prostitute? Where are they now? I'll tell you where they are. A lot of them fucking private message me to apologize because they didn't believe me, but now I've shown them. You know what? And when that happens, whanau, I don't even feel bad. Hey, sweeties, sweeties, what under the bridge? I'm just glad that I had enough kaha inside me to fucking push through all of everything that everyone threw at me at that time. And I want that for you guys as well. 
So if there's anything from me sharing my story with you today that you can take and put into your pocket for your journey, whānau, I would hope that it is a reminder to only give a fuck about those who matter. Make sure you have a why. Make sure you have your purpose and only focus on that because that is what is going to benefit you in the long run. Not these fucking doubters, not these people with negative outlooks on life, they're not going to benefit your fucking journey. So focus purely on those that are going to give you a good positive response in return. Anyway, guys, that's me for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back here next week for Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nick's.